Welcome back to another episode of Overflow, the Overflow Podcast. Today joining me, Pastor Bryce Harper, our lead pastor, Yay. and Pastor Dr. Mike Courtney, all of the above, his every title here at Family <laughs> Worship Center. Um, yeah, so we're so excited. Today we're going to be kind of just going deeper into Pastor Mike's message that he just spoke on mm-hmm. this past Sunday, entitled, The Best Tithing Sermon Ever. Yes. Or running it for God. So, you know, let us That's know it. in the comments which one you think it is or kind of what you got out of it. You, go. um, you can kind of take your pick there. Um, but yeah, running after God. We should be a people who run after God. Mm. We should be pursuing Him on a daily basis. And man, this message, we were laughing, we were crying, yeah. we were laughing again, then we were crying. I mean, it was just a roller coaster of emotions, yeah. which is pretty typical when Pastor Mike speaks. <laughs> so, yes. Um, which is great. We love that. Um, so yeah, we can just jump right in. I love you opened with a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An illustration, and it was a video, and you can elaborate more on that. But it was a video of a little girl running across the field into her grandfather's right. house, and her right? Picks her mm-hmm. up and embraces her. Um, and then you know, you said, "Isn't that what the Father does with us? Yeah. When we pursue Him when we run after Him. He picks us up, He embraces us in His arms, He forgives us, He shows us mercy." And right away, I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be a fight. I don't even know where to go with this. This is gonna be an amazing message." And so right away, the illustration was, was so impactful. Like mm-hmm. I was already like, "Oh my goodness." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right in. What, and with running after God, how did you get to that message? Like, yeah. Was it something mm-hmm. that you for a while? Did it, you know, did it drop in your spirit recently? And then let's talk about the illustration. As well. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Danielle. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me to talk about that. We usually do podcasts about a month, now, not about one sermon. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, it, well, let me, let me back up and say this, which I, I, I think I said this in a staff meeting yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the privileges that I have, and Pastor Bryce is a is a great preacher, but he's also very kind and generous, and about once every four or five weeks, he'll ask me to speak. So one of the privileges I have is I have four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, Pastor Bryce, he, he has to do it, and I remember those days. Man, I'd preach a pretty good message on Sunday, and while everybody's saying that was a great message, I'm saying, I got to do it again next week. Yeah. Oh, brother, I got to start all over again. So I, I did. I didn't say this on Sunday because it is kind of a personal thing. But I got a text from one of my daughters-in-law uh, a couple of weeks ago from Jennifer, Josh's wife. And, uh, and, and she was talking in that about her appreciation of the fact that I am a— I'm a person who runs after God, mm-hmm. and she yep. has seen that. Yeah. And and she was she was saying it in the context of how she sees her husband, my son, do that, and she believes he got that from me. And so I was very is very kind uh, email or, or text. But when you get that kind of thing, I I just think I don't know if that's yeah. true. I don't I don't I don't feel like that. I felt. I always thought mm. that if I was going to be a old man close to God, I would feel closer to God. I don't. Mm. I feel like, man, I'm so short, so far away, and I just so so this this text prompted this this good feeling. Thank you for saying that. But it also for a couple of weeks, I just carried this. Oh man, I'm just not. It's just not true. I probably I need to send her a text and say you sent this to the wrong person. I'm not, you know, I, 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 you missed this. And then it was like a gift from God. After battling that for a couple of weeks, 
Doris came in and said, hey, look at this video that Betsy sent. And so I guess I had that on the back of my mind because I know Doris thought I was crazy. But when I watched that video, I just began to weep. And I thought that's exactly what it looks like. And little Chloe, she's... She doesn't run very well, and she's all over the place, and you know she's she's just and and yet Jeff is so eager to run towards her and to embrace. And I thought, yeah, that's right for all of us. We don't Mm -hmm. we don't do very well, but it doesn't matter. He's man, he's after us. So that's kind of where all that came from. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was going to be my question too. Was just how how do you go about? Because I think you do a unbelievable i mean this is like by far the best teaching pastor ever there's no doubt about that and this might be redundant or just off script but what is your just kind of process when you're formulating a message Mm -hmm. you know i mean just what's kind of like certain just triggers you're like okay that's it that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm doing you kind of talked about it sunday too like man i put this message together and then like friday i'm like whoa gosh i gotta do something else this is yeah yeah we're gonna show this video and it's not gonna be very good whatever and then you're like no i'm gonna stick to it what's kind of just i don't know just a little bit of your i'm interested this is like a personal question now (laughs) so you get to be a part of it but what's a little bit of your process where you're like yep this is it and these are my points and here's the here's the Bible, you know, support right. the biblical support and foundation. Here's the application. I well, I appreciate that, Pastor, uh, and, and you do a great job. Uh, I, I I think there's in yeah this 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 podcast may go a whole different direction, but I think there's two things uh, now and then. Uh, back then, and we've talked about this quite a bit. I always I always would preach in a series of some sort and you mm-hmm. do a great job of doing that uh, I think I think that helps people to to kind of get the whole picture you can't say on on one Sunday all the yeah. things you want to say about about stewardship or about right. holiness or about being filled with the spirit or any of those things so to do an, a series and so I would I would be living in that. I'm gonna I'm gonna preach a series on Ephesians. So I would just be yeah. reading Ephesians. I would just be living in that over and over and over again. That's good. Now where it's just kind of a one-off more, although I do try to to tie into what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it, so out of my own devotional life, yeah. out of what what God is saying to me each mm-hmm. day, something will come up, and it's just like the Holy Spirit says, "This is it." And yeah. and and you all know. I mean, Danielle, you you've been around me. You know, I I am not particularly profound. I I say one thing. I take about thirty five minutes to say it, but I say <laughs> it's one good. thing. It's always good. Here's and it the blows one our mind. Thing. We're like, what? That's crazy. And so that one thought that that God will say, this is it. This is the one thing I want you to say. Then. I always say it's very much like baking a cake. Yeah. Then I just kind of put it in a bowl and I start throwing stuff in. Oh man, that that video, I bet that fits with that. And <laughs> I remember this poem that I learned when I was a yeah. kid. I bet that fits with that. And I yeah. start throwing stuff in and stir all the ingredients up. On my my approach is on Thursday, that's when you that's when you bake the cake. You yes, know, on sir. Thursday I, yeah. I work on it, work on the sermon. And yes, I always said Thursday night I come home and say, "This is the greatest message that has ever been preached." Yeah. I, it is. This is absolutely the greatest thing. And then about Friday afternoon, I go to Doris and say, 
this is awful. Right. It's yeah. horrible. And, you know, it's usually somewhere in between. It's hardly ever the greatest message. It's usually not the worst message. It's somewhere in between. So, so I, yeah, I think there is that out of your own devotion. Well, one more thing, and then I'll shut up. So I was in my devotions this morning. I'm reading in First um, John chapter 1. And, and John says, that which we have seen and heard, which our eyes have seen, our hands have touched, this we proclaim to you. Yeah. And so I wrote a little note to uh, Amos. I'm in Amos's Bible. I wrote a note and said, Amos, can't give what you don't have. Mm. You've got to be in. And I, and I think that when, whether it's preaching or teaching or doing podcasts or whatever we do, we have got to be, you know, to bring this all the way back, you got to be running after God. Yeah. you got to mm-hmm. be pursuing Him because out of that... Uh, is where the stuff comes that he wants you to share. Yeah, yeah. I definitely asked that because I knew kind of like a little bit of what the answer would be. I knew because uh, you've told me, like, I preach where I'm at. Like, I, yeah. I preach out of, like, what God's kind of saying to me, what's what God's saying to me. And I think for anybody who's teaching or speaking or preaching, um, that's just like, that is just one, fundamental 101 when you're, you know, delivering a message you definitely got to deliver it from just where you're at, wherever yeah. that might be. And that might be the mountaintop. It might be the valley, like whatever it is. Um, but a lot, a lot of times that's where that's where people are at. And that's yeah. what they that's what they need to hear. They need to hear what's going on in your heart and in your life. And and I guess the other thing I'm always curious every time you speak, how much does Doris just just rake you across the coals <laughs> because you're just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. We usually we usually drive in two cars. The day that I'm going to speak, so Pastor Mike always is always joking, always making jokes about Doris, his wife, throughout the message that are like so untrue, and everybody knows it. And and I love looking over to Doris, and Doris is just going, yeah, like, and everyone's dying laughing. But I'm like the guy that said, "What color are your wife's eyes?" I say white. She's always she's always rolling right. eyes. Um, I I tell you. When Doris and I married, she was so painfully shy. I mean, I mean, really could not, could hardly carry on a conversation mm-hmm. with someone she didn't know. And then, you know, God said, hey, watch this. This will be really funny. I'll make him a pastor and her a pastor's wife. <laughs> and, and, and it was so hard. And so I began to do that. I began to pick on her and tease her because immediately after the service— <laughs> I am. I just is out of the goodness of my heart. Immediately after the service, people would run up to her and start, "Oh, you poor thing! I can't believe she did." And that's how she would engage. Well, that was forty-five years ago, and now it's just a yeah. She's pretty outgoing now, but it doesn't matter. She's still gonna get the. That is awesome. Yeah, you know, I guess I do say every once in a while stuff about her that I. <laughs> So good, because you know it's like so not even close to being true. So it's always so funny. Having like you know in a serious moment, having some humor in there, it like loosens people up to like receive more. I feel like, and so yeah. it's, it's just a great strategy. Yeah, well, strategy. well yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, running after God. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Running yeah. after God. Um, you posed like three questions in this mm-hmm. message, and then you gave three stories, you know, biblical stories from, for example, the first question you posed was what keeps us from running after God? 
Yeah. There's yeah. There's really good. A lot of things that can come up that <clears throat> keep us from running after God, and it's things we do to ourselves. You said pride, people, and possessions. Yeah. So do you just want to elaborate on those three things? What keeps us running after God? Yeah, I, that's good, Daniel. I, I, my imagination is that we all want to. I mean, those of us that call of our call ourselves Christ followers, yeah. And you know, if we if we make the effort to be in a church and you know have a have a bible on our coffee table and that i think we want to yeah but we don't we mm-hmm. we don't and i when i when i say we i mean me i i, I don't there's sometimes i think man what's what's the deal here it's been it's been three or four days i haven't i haven't been very good in my devotions you know i haven't so i think there there must be something that that keeps mm-hmm. me from running after now obviously we could do the big metaphysical it's it's the you know the the prince of this world and all that but on a more practical level and so i told the story of blind bartimaeus who who begins to run after god it begins to yell jesus thou son of david have mercy on me and that's got to be uh embarrassing you know it's got to be uh listen one of my i'm i'm still I'm still an infant in the Pentecostal church, and there sometimes God lays something on my heart to do it, and I think, oh, God, that's embarrassing. And God will do it anyway. So uh, so our pride just keeps us. I know I should go deeper. I know I should pray more. I know I should should witness to this person beside me, but I don't, uh, so my pride. The second thing is, is people. Uh, they, I, I said in the, in the message, the better you get, the worse I look, so I I don't want you to get too good. I you know I mm-hmm. so we we have a tendency to say let's just all be mediocre. Uh, yeah. You know when I was in when I was in school, that straight A student I'd I'd try to take them behind the gym, wear them out every day. Say listen, quit making those great. You're hurting the curve. Yeah. Uh, and so so people do. And then finally possessions. We we just and I tried yeah. to again in light of pastor's great series on are you wealthy or are you rich there is nothing wrong with boats and cars and golf mm. clubs and second houses and all there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes it can keep me so busy yeah that i just don't i don't have time to pursue god the way i want to and so bartimaeus i just love that little uh seemingly insignificant uh fact in there that john says and he threw away his cloak and went after and went after Jesus. My my imagination is he's a beggar. That's the only mm-hmm. thing he had. Right. He just said, I mean, I'm I'm throwing it all away. Mm-hmm. So I do think that just stopping to look at my life and saying, I do yeah. I do want to pursue God. Why do I not do that? And examining that's important. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else to add to that. I mean, it was just. Sorry, I talked I mean, too much. it's just. Uh-huh. No, I mean, it's so, so good. And um, I was thinking, there was a message I've heard I've heard someone preach before. Um, I think they were talking about blind barman. I don't know if this is factual or not. I was about to, like, try to research it right. real quickly. But something about during that time that blind people had a certain garment that they wore so people knew that they were blind and that when he took off yeah. his cloak. I don't know if you've ever heard. It does seem like I've heard that before, yeah. And so, so there was this illustration. So, like, there is just this possibility that when he took off his cloak, what he was saying was, "I'm no longer like before he, before he even got, before to he it. even that's got good. there, like well, he took really off good. his cloak, oh, wow. 
that signified that he was blind. I'm taking this off because I'm, you know, I'm running after. Yeah, this, that's this good. is all about yeah. the change. Yeah. And so just kind of like, again, running after God, like, yeah. like I'm, this is what I, I'm going after Jesus. And, and not, like, I am by faith taking this off and going after him. Right. And so I remember hearing that preach before and being like, man, that is, that's, that's, that's really yeah. powerful. And so I don't know how true that is. <laughs> you know, uh, we've, we've never let facts interfere with a great sermon illustration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, so that. yeah. That's just powerful. So yeah, that really is. is. Yeah. It's like, like, to, in this day and age, if he's throwing his cane away, a blind man's throwing mm-hmm. his cane away before he ever gets to, to Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm already yeah yeah. And you also said when you have a chance to pursue Jesus, you better do it. Well, really just good. a side note is really that good. in that story, at least at least biblically, we don't ever know of Jesus coming back to Jericho again. Yep. So this is in many ways this is this is blind Bartimaeus's one shot. Yeah. To run after Jesus, and yeah. and and so in our services, back to the pride thing and all yeah. of that, you know, the man, Pastor Bryce does a great job in the transition, and the and the Holy Spirit just moves, and 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 God is speaking, and I think, well, you know, I got I got stuff I need to do today. I'm waiting for the service to end. I'll do. It'll be good next week, and. We just don't know. Yeah, we don't know. So when you get a chance to run after God, you need to do it. You need mm-hmm. to you need to pursue Him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Even during worship, I think sometimes like they're doing a song and I want to get up there and jump around and you know I got like this tym like spirit in me, but then yeah. no one else is doing it, so I'm like, should I do it? And then yeah. you know, yeah. So it's just like not caring about pride or what people think about you. Like truly, like where the spirit mm-hmm. of the Lord is, there is freedom, and you should be free in that place. And so that's just kind of what. That made me think of in That's that. Good. But yeah. yeah. I and Danielle, you helped me run after God. I, I stand on the opposite side of the sanctuary from you and see you up there pursuing yeah. him like that. Yeah. And I think yeah, wow, it's very encouraging. A, I want to do I want to do that. I want to run. Join me God. this Sunday. Well, I'm too old to jump. My knees, yeah. One jump and my knees had collapsed. <laughs> one but, jump. Just, no, I'm jumping on the inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that. Um, okay, so the second question, let's get into that. Uh-huh. You said, How do you run after God? You know, so in all these things, what keeps us from it? But then once we get past that, you know, how do we pursue him? And and you honestly kind of went back to the prayer worship word almost. Yeah. Where you said, you know, know yeah. his word, so stay in the Bible. Um, know his ways, stay on your knees, stay in prayer. And then know his will, so stay in his service, um, which would be worship, but also impact, yeah. serving, those right. kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, do you want to just talk about that for a little bit, making an impact, praying, being in his word, and pursuing him? Yeah, I, the, the story I chose there was Peter mm-hmm. uh, at, at, in John 21 when uh, uh, Jesus comes to the seashore. They're out fishing. Peter has said, you know, Jesus has been, re- been yeah. crucified, resurrected, and Peter said, man, I'm, I'm done. Let's go fishing. I'm, just, yeah. I'm going back to my old ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus comes and they fish, they don't catch anything. Uh, Jesus says, hey, throw your net on the other side. They catch a lot of fish. And then John recognizes him and says, it's the Lord. And Peter, uh, so this is interesting. We could, we could probably do a whole study. <laughs> Bartimaeus throws his cloak off. John puts his cloak on. Yeah, which yeah, is kind yeah. of an interesting. Yeah. You could do some. You could do some stuff. It is with very that, interesting that sometimes you know, <clears throat> sometimes you have to pick some stuff up to go after, run after God, mm-hmm. and he and he dives in, go and run after God. And so, uh, you know, the thought that came to my mind is, oh, and in that, when Jesus says, "Throw your net on the other side," Peter hears that voice. Yep. He recognizes the voice, 
and I want to be in that place where I hear the voice of God, where yeah. I, and I recognize it. I mean, I hear we hear the voice of God all the time, yeah. uh, but we don't recognize it. Where I recognize that yeah. voice, and the best way I know to do that is through His Word. I know yeah. there are times. There have been a few times in my life where I have felt like God just almost audibly spoke to me and said, "Go here or do this," or but most of the time. God speaks to me out of His Word, and so to stay faithful in the Word uh, yes. is 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 crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then and in prayer on your knees, the story of Him throwing the net on the other side is similar to the story of when Jesus meets Him for the first time yep. and says, "Throw your net on the other side." And he catches fish, yeah. uh, or He doesn't say throw on the other side; he just throw your net in again. Mm-hmm. And so to stay in a position. Uh, I love I love Pastor Bryce's word posture. Pastor Bryce uses the word posture a lot. Yeah. To stay in a posture of of being on my knees, staying before God in prayer, so that I can recognize what He's doing. Right. I can see Him doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I have a great friend who says sometimes we've been praying for healing or something like that, and somebody will come in and say, "Well." What was your doctor's report? Was it was it cancer or not? And he said, "Oh no, I, I shouldn't have bothered you with prayer. You know, it wasn't cancer." And my, and my friend will say, "You know, if God had healed, it would look a lot like that." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so to be in a place where I recognize, oh man, yeah, this is God's healing. I gotta, I gotta check back from the IRS right when my transmission went out of my. Mm-hmm. Oh, wasn't that lucky? Oh, that was such a. Well, if God had been working, it might have looked a lot yeah. like that. Yep. So to be in that place where I. I can see this is God working. Peter, I think, recognized that. And then the final thing, yes, is is our our vision statement here at the church is believe, belong, impact. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know how to follow God sincerely and eagerly without without trying to help other people, without yeah. making a difference in other mm-hmm. people's life. And so to stay in this place of service where I'm constantly looking. Um, so I, you know, and I, I, don't, I don't always do this, but, you know, I, I, drive by the, I drive by the guy that's sitting on the corner holding up a sign and say, hey, you know, can you help somebody out? They used to say, we'll work for food. Now they just say, you know, yeah. I'll be honest, I need a, I need a beer, so can yeah, you yeah, help yeah. me out? You know? yeah. And I, I don't think that you need to give money to them all the time. I think you need to think about it. Yeah. I think when you drive by, you need to say, God, am I supposed to help that person? Mm-hmm. And so living in that kind of position where Peter remembers that what Jesus said to him is, hey, you're going to be a fisher of men, and that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. And to make a very shameless plug, uh, I don't. There, there are places you can do that, the YMCA and Habitat mm-hmm. for Humanity and, yeah. and Greenhouse Ministries and all that. But... For a couple thousand years now, the church has been yeah. a pretty good place yeah. to find a place to serve. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage people to jump into your, their church. And as Pastor always says, doesn't have to be this church, but yeah. jump into a church and get a job and and and, mm-hmm. and work in the nursery or or be on the tech team or or right. be an usher. You know, serve, find a way to serve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Something that keeps coming back, like when you were talking about that, hearing the voice of God. There's so much, like, he's always speaking. I don't right. think that's the thing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But there's so much noise, like, yeah. in our own minds that we put there of, mm-hmm. like, the world and, like, all these things, even going mm-hmm. back to, like, pride people, all these things. And so 
just getting silent and letting him speak and like speaking through the, the silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just letting his voice break through all those things. And that comes from being in his word and getting yeah. a revelation, yeah. uh, being in prayer, and then also serving others. You can hear from God, like when you're like, I love serving mm-hmm. because of being raised like that and like being in the church and stuff, making, yeah. making an impact. Like I see the benefits of that, you know, of mm-hmm. seeing people's lives transformed and then me personally. And so I'm like, it's yeah. prayer worship word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe, be, long serve. You know, be still and know that I'm God. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Psalm, yeah. Psalm 4610 is my favorite verse. Yeah. <laughs> it's making me think too. Hey, um, Danielle, cry. That's right. Yeah. Psalm 46, y'all. Psalm 4610. Oh my gosh. Might have to read it. Right. Be but still. Oh, I, it's so good. You know, you were talking about kind of in your preparation about there's just times where you, I know I'm close to God, I just don't feel like I am. You know, I get this text message and things like that. And, um, yeah, it was just making me think, like, man, that feeling that you get, man, that's not, that's not, that's not from God. You know, that's not to yeah. think, like, man, yeah. I'm, I'm well, I'm less than, you know. And just thinking about how, you know, we are the beloved of God. And, wow. and just thinking about, too, like, um, in Revelation, you know, that, you know, return to your first love, you know, and yeah. all that, you know, Church of Ephesus and, and things like that. And, and man, when, when, when you're in love with God, you're not you're not thinking. Well, I don't I don't know if I'm you know like I think about my relationship with my wife. Like, man, we love each other. There's no there's no quant. There's no kind of trying to figure like we love each other. Right. And so, right. um, so yeah, I, I think when you kind of said like I just had this like feeling, and and we all go through. I mean, there's there's just times where I have no rhyme or reason why I'm just like I I feel that way. I just yeah. feel like yeah. You know, like when you were talking about Sunday, I'd, I want to be that little child running after yeah, God. I yeah. want to be so unadulterated, unfiltered, un, you know, whatever, jaded, tainted. I just want to just purely, you know, just fall in the embrace of God. You know, whatever reason, whether it's me or something else that just kind of gets in the way, um, I, I just want to be like that. And and I think so many times, yeah. so many times... Um, we, we can simply do that. There's, and I think whether it's westernized Christianity, religious, whatever, people's experiences, church hurt, all those kind of right. things, like you were mentioning, that's just like a lot of noise. What, but what is, you know, God's nature? What is his, mm-hmm. po- what is his mm-hmm. posture towards, you know, us? Um, and yeah, and just allowing God to describe himself, allowing him to define himself. And a lot of times if, I mean, and, and I love when we like read through the Bible as a church and and things like that, because you'll hear things like, oh, the God of the old Testament, you know, he just killed and he just, you know, all this kind of stuff. And like, I read through the Bible and I go, man, he just kept giving them chances and he kept giving them chances. Grace after grace. You know, and, and, you know, and so many times you read through the Old Testament and and they did evil in the sight of the Lord, like their judges or whatever. And like this generation came, they didn't serve God, this generation. And then they, and and things went bad and they didn't, and he gave another chance and he sent a deliverer. And like, you see that and it was like over and like, and I'm, I'm reading it going, he is so patient (laughs) with creation that he is like, once again, Another hundred years. I'm still, and kind of at the end, kind of like what you were talking about, like the illustration with your son. Like I'm here. I'm watching. I'm waiting. I'm. I'm. I. I am ready. Like, I, uh, and I think about that with my daughters growing up in this world, which is just crazy. And there's just a lot of things. 
And I always think to myself, no matter what they do in life, wherever they go, if they, whatever the case may be, kind of, you know, kind of fall away from, I don't mm-hmm. know about God, whatever. I know my, they will always be my daughter. Right, right. They just ne- so like, nothing you can believe can in God, right. not believe in God, whatever, but you'll still always be my daughter. Right. There's nothing you can do to change that. You can confess whatever you want to confess. But the truth is, the fact is, you'll always be my, you'll always be my child. You'll, and so I think a lot of times that's the case with us. You know, there's a lot of times we go through little moments and seasons, right. but we're always God's children, and he's always, he's always ready, waiting. Ah, that's good. That's good. You do a good job of reminding us of that, too. And I, I, I tease sometimes you all. I was just sitting here thinking that so if you, if you added – there's three of us in the room. If you added two of your all's age – you're still only about two thirds of the way to where I am. I'm the old person in this room, but I th- I think part of the joy of being in a younger church, and our church is getting younger, and I'm grateful for that. But having a a dynamic young pastor and having a, a incredible young what do you do, Danielle? Technical director, you know? The, the, uh, yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Is that as we get older, we tend to say, well, we've always done it this way. This is the way God has to work. This mm-hmm. is what it's supposed to look like. And so to see God come in unbelievably new and different ways and know that he's pursuing me over and mm-hmm. over and over again, it's really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and I want to give you and your generation props in that we would not be here right. or be in the position that we are in without yep. you and people. You know, And I said on Next Gen Sunday, like, I would not be who I am without, you know, an older generation praying for me, like all these different Mm, things. So mm. I want to thank you and your generation for that as well, you know, for everything. And something going back to ministry, running after God. I don't know if this is, I hope this is encouragement to some people. Um, I feel like maybe not stereotypes the right word, but when people look at pastors or people ministry, they think they've got it all together. They're running after God. They we don't have it all together, or, you right. know, at least yeah. me. Like, I don't yeah. know how no. y'all feel, but <laughs> no. I don't have well, it all I pretty figured much out. Do. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's Mark, why Mike's here. He's set apart. Like, he's different. But, you know, we are still pursuing God. We're yeah. still running after Him. We still yeah. want that. You know, we're not at the top of our, you know, that's all these good. things. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, I hope that's just encouragement to some people, you know, to continue to pursue Him. You know, I'm not a pastor, but I am in ministry and I work at the mm-hmm. church yeah, and stuff. Absolutely. But I'm still pursuing Him and learning things. Obviously, I'm very young, but like, every single day learning something new. And I think, you know, every time you go back and read scripture, again, I could read the same verse five times, but I'll read it that yeah. sixth time and I get something completely different out of it. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just con- continue to pursue him and run after him. Yeah. Good. It's That's really good. good. Yeah. 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 So I love it. Good. Well, let's jump into question number three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, question number three, what happens when we run after God? And you use the example of the prodigal son, which mm-hmm. is probably the number one story you think mm-hmm. of when running after right. God or, you know, right. pursuing him. Um, So what happens when we do that? We realize that he's waiting. Mm -hmm. We realize that he's watching. And we realize that he's running as well. Yeah. And that he's running to us. Yeah. Um, So yeah, let's just, let's talk about that for a little bit. Well, I love that story uh, because it's, because it's a story about me. You know, I think all of us probably at one time or another have felt like the prodigal, but uh, I have a PhD in it. I I, I was way (laughs) out there. And God was so faithful and so gracious. Yeah. It's hard for me to do this without tearing up yeah. here and now. But um, that that idea that when the when the son finally gets out of the pig pen, you know, again, it's it's 
throwing on throwing off stuff and taking on stuff yeah. and he throws off the the filthy clothes that he's had on my my you know what I believe is and then he and then he starts towards the father and I can imagine that at first you know when you I used to go home after school when I was been in trouble during the day and I knew man I'm just dragging and shuffling my feet I'm trying to take as long as I can and he's going slow and just dragging and then he and then he gets closer and he picks up the pace and finally as he as he crests the hill he just says man I'm I'm going home and he's yeah. at a dead run and to his surprise he crosses the crest of the hill and he sees the father running towards him, coming after him. So the father has been waiting all along, every day, goes yeah. out and waits. And and uh, he's been watching. You know, I you could do all kinds of things with that story. But in this mm-hmm. day and age, you know, the, pro- the, the father was probably Venmoing some money to the to the pig owner saying, Hey, you know, give him a little, give him a little nice slop today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, and there's so many times in my life I can look back and see where, where God was intervening and God was protecting and God was putting people in my, in my path. And then he was, he was running toward him. So I told a story of, of, uh, that was again, one of those things when you're baking the cake, uh, yeah. Uh, Jacob and I, I told him I was going to tell this story, so I kind of got his his tacit permission to do this. Jacob, my youngest son, who is now airline pilot, has two children of his own, lives in Atlanta, but he was playing here in Nashville. He's a professional musician for a, a number of years, about twelve years, and uh, on a, he was having going through a really difficult time. And he was on New Year's Eve, he had to play. And so I, I just didn't want him to drive home from downtown Nashville. He was still living in our house. I didn't want him to drive home by himself. So I said, Jacob, I'm going to go with you. So I went with him. He starts, starts work about 10 o'clock at night and plays till 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so we parked in the, the library. If you've ever been to Tootsie's downtown, the best parking place. Uh, for those of you watching the podcast that want to go to Tootsie's next week, <laughs> the best parking place is the, the uh, Nashville Library parking garage. So we park in the parking garage, and I would st- sit in the car and sleep for 20 or 30 minutes and then I'd set my alarm, and I would get up, and I would walk in front of the big plate glass window at Tootsie's, and I would just, I'd, I had my phone. I would just turn the light on my phone. I would wave it, and Jake would wave. But what I was saying to him is, I, when, when you're ready, when you're done, I'll be here, mm-hmm. and I don't, want you to, I don't want you to go home by yourself. Yeah. And, and the Father has done that for me so many mm-hmm. times, been waiting and watching and running after me. Yeah. You know? good i'm getting chills right now I'm like <laughs> man that story wow it's always so well, good he's done it for me he right he's done it for, done me. for me absolutely yeah. man god is a runner he is he runs yeah. after you yeah, yeah. Isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that the interesting thing right. we, man this whole sermon is about running after god oh wait a minute no it's not right it's about God running after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so powerful. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pastor Mike, I thank you for this, and you know, for being. I'm. I've said it. I'm honored to be on staff with you. Uh-huh. And the wisdom and yeah. you sharing with our church, and so this message. I mean, it was so powerful. Yeah. And so, well, thank thank you, you both for joining us on this episode today. Um, thank you. It's always fun. Yes, to be with absolutely. Pastor Mike. All right. We'll see you guys yep. in the next one. <laughs>